Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about our program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 1, 19 through 26, called, For to Me to Live is Christ. May my life become a living theater for your glory, O Lord. That's Paul in prison saying, that is my desire. Now, if you can wake up on a Monday morning and say, oh Lord, let this body, I'm going to try to clean it up as best I can, be a theater for your glory. Do you think God's going to answer that prayer? Oh, yes, he is. And you're going to get a supply from heaven and you're going to start to overflow. You say, how does Paul say such things? How is this the mindset of an individual like this? I mean, he is a real human being, right? Flesh and blood like us, right? Yes. It's because he had this one singular vision for his life. Here's what it is. It's in verse 21. To me, to live is Christ. Now let's start there. If I were to say to you, fill in the blank, to me, to live is fill it in. What would you say? Well, if you were to go out on the, let's say, say the streets of the Inland Empire and you said, hey, answer this question for you to live is, what do you think people would say? Shopping. (laughs) Shop till you drop. (laughs) All right. Someone might say golf. Ooh, I take that one very personally. I don't know. Someone might say baseball. Someone might say, television, I love this one show. And I set my whole week up so I could see this one show. Whoa. To me, to live is, some people would say, oh yeah, silver and gold, baby. Do whatever you can to make the money, the money, the money, the money. Some people might say, power. I just got to get that job. I got to get that office. I got to get that corner office. Some people might say, I just got to get that car. When I get, for me to live is that car. You see them on Sunday morning, don't you? They're (laughs) waxing that car on a Sunday morning, bowing before their God with a small G. I drove by a few of your houses. I saw you. No, never mind. Just kidding. For me to live is, what if I asked the person that knows you the best to fill that in for you? For him to live is, for her, I'm talking about the people who know you the best, watch you. I'm not talking about a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning. See, see, for Paul, to live is Christ. That's why he can say to die is gain. Now, I'm not saying that this is easy stuff. But I'm giving you an insight into what made Paul tick. Now, get this. The thing, if you were to go out into the world and say, 
Give me words that describe death to you. Here's what you would get back. Terrible, disastrous, horrible. You know, you, you, could, you could fill in the blank, right? For the world, death is the most horrendous, terrible thing that could ever occur. But for Paul, death is actually a gain. In chapter three, he's going to talk about how what he counted as, you know, a gain was a loss and he's changed the ledger of his life, if you will. And Paul, please don't misunderstand. He has no intentions about exiting early or taking things into his own personal hands. None of that. That's not what this is about. This is not about any kind of suicide talk or any death wish or uh, putting himself in a situation where he would put himself at risk or test God. None of that is here. What Paul is simply saying is that whenever God calls me home, it will be a gain. And if he chooses to leave me here, that will be a gain as well. Amen? That was Paul's mindset. To me, to live is Christ. And that's why Paul can say to die is gain. Barclay says, for living is Christ to me. My whole life is about him. And it didn't used to be, but it was now. No more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. Only gain when that day comes. And Paul was certainly not in comfortable surroundings, but he was trusting the Lord. And Paul has just given, given us a great definition of what Christianity is. Christianity, please hear this. It's much more than a creed. It's much more than a building. It's much more than a group of people. It's much more than a set of morals. Christianity is Christ. It is not Christianity in the most, I guess you could say the world's definition of religion is not Christianity. Because for the world, religion means a set of rules of do's and don'ts. That may be part of what we believe, but that's not the core of what we believe. Christianity is to know Christ. Amen? Amen. It is to have a relationship with the living Son of God. It is to know Him and the power of His resurrection and even the fellowship of His sufferings, which will be in the very, or in chapter 3. Amen? It's, this is why we say it's relational. Paul says, no, for me to live is to know him. He is my life. Since Christ himself is Paul's life, his death would certainly be a gain. For that time, he would be with Christ in, full, in a full and complete sense. Jesus said, I'm going away. They said, where are, you going? where are you going, Lord? How can we know the way? The, the disciples were broken and hurt by the Lord's departure. Where are you going? We, we want to be with you. We'll follow you wherever you go. What do you mean you're going away? And for any believer at any time after the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ, we, we love him, but we haven't seen him. Amen? We're still apt to be... Uh, absent from the body is to be what? At home with the Lord. So while we're in the body, we're not with the Lord. We're not. That's why Paul is saying it's a gain. 
He's saying, because then I will be with them. Then I will see him face to face. Now, I hope, brethren, that you can see the power for the believer. Because who other than a Christian could say to die is a gain? And if this is true, and we know it is, then what are we afraid of? We have nothing to fear. Amen? If we live, we live for Christ. If we die, we're going to be with Christ. So we're in the greatest spot that one could ever imagine. Adrian Rogers, lying on his deathbed, faithful pastor for many, many years. Some of you know the name. Looks like he's going to die. He's laying there in the hospital. His daughter comes to him, dad, you know, praying, tears, words. He says, honey, I'm in the ultimate win-win situation. If the Lord heals me, I'll continue on in the ministry. And if he takes me home, I'm going to see Jesus face to face. I'm in the ultimate win-win situation. That's you as a believer. That's me. Amen? This is the Bible's truth. This is why it's so beautiful to know the Lord. This is why you can be at peace with the greatest questions of life and death. And this is why we need to get the gospel out there because people don't understand this. And so Satan, you know, holds the power of death and fear over so many people's lives. And it doesn't mean that Christians are not afraid. Of course, we, this is all we've known. We're not, we're not going to sit here and try to, you know, be more powerful than we actually are. But truth does set us free. Amen. And truth can set you free from fears. And, you know, for so many people, they, they don't live the way that they should because they're locked up by fear. Paul says in 22, if I'm to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me. I don't know which to choose. In other words, Paul's saying, if I had the choice, I don't know which way I would go. I'm hard pressed from both directions. Having the desire to depart and be with Christ for that's very much better. That's my desire. If you were to ask me, where do I want to be? I want to be wherever he is. But he says, yet to remain on in the flesh is more what? It's more necessary for your sake. I'm hard pressed between the two. Paul says in Romans 9, I have a prayer wish for my brethren according to the flesh. I wish that I would be accursed from Christ, separated from Christ, for the sake of my brethren. This is Romans 9, about verses 1 through 3. He says, I'm speaking to this, this in, by the Holy Spirit. I'm not lying. I wish that I could be accursed from Christ, that my brethren would come to know him. In the next chapter of Romans, he says, they have a zeal for God, but they don't have knowledge. For Paul, death would be the greater personal gain hands down. But for the church, they still needed Paul's apostolic ministry. And so here's how one writer puts it. The needs of the church were met by a love which for the present was willing to postpone heavenly glories for the good of the church. And that's why when we started the Philippian study, I told you that the theme verses are let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. For Paul, death would be the greater personal gain, hands down. But for the church, they still needed Paul's apostolic ministry. And so here's how one writer puts it. The needs of the church were met by a love which, for the present, was willing to postpone heavenly glories for the good of the church. And that's why when we started the Philippian study, I told you that the theme verses are, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that is exactly what Paul is showing us. He's not looking out for just his own personal interests, but for the interests of others. Amen. He's living what he was about to write in the next chapter. And so this is the beauty of Paul's ministry. He says, look, if, if I had a choice, if I could choose it, I would rather see Jesus face to face. I have all the mourning and the pain and the tears behind me. But I think that he's going to keep me around at least for a while longer so I can continue to pour into you and glorify him with fruit. What do you do to a guy like that? <laughs> What can you do to a guy like that? He's not going to stop because he knows what his life is all about. And that's why I asked you the question to fill in the blank, the blank for to me to live is. If you can write Christ in there, everything else will take care of itself. This is what uh, Hughes says about it. What a needed message for the church as it stands amidst a me first culture that makes self-fulfillment into an entitlement. In fact, I would tell you that self-fulfillment is this culture's God. So the words of Paul are so diametrically opposed to a me-first, idolatrous generation. All of the goods that are sold out there are all about 
You put you first, who you are. It's all about your identity. It's all about you. And you push, push, push until people just accept it or get it or whatever. That's diametrically opposed to the biblical worldview, which says for me to live as Christ, I live for others. And ultimately it's about his glory. Final two verses. And convinced of this, that is that he would stay, he would live longer for the sake of the Philippians and other churches. Convinced of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. This is what I want to see happen. I want you to progress, verse 25, and to have overflowing joy, final verse, so that your proud confidence in me may abound in Christ Jesus through my coming to you again. When I come to you again, I want you to rejoice in what God's done in my life, but I want it to be ultimately about the glory of God. This is Hughes one more time. He says, Paul had no divine word about his staying alive, but given his apostolic calling and the need for his ministry to the Philippians, he felt sure that he had more life ahead of him and they would glory not in him, but in Christ Jesus. Either way, Paul could say, I will see you again. And when we see each other, we will rejoice. Final story. Uh, I was reading a, a commentary by R. Kent Hughes this week, and he wrote a, a little section about an elder in their church. And uh, he was a doctor. I think his name was Dr. Chong. And uh, he had been a longtime uh, physician in the, in the area. He had been an elder in the church, a very faithful man of God. And uh, he was on his deathbed, and uh, he was kind of going in and out of consciousness And he came back for a moment and his family was all around him, but he couldn't speak. So he asked for a pen to write a message to his family, literally in his dying moments. And he wrote these immortal words for, and he wrote it very slowly for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And then he wrote, nothing has changed. And he ended up dying after that. You see, you can make this your own tonight, brethren. That's the point. These immortal words are more than an adage. They are our life verses. And so when we come, should the Lord tarry, and we come to that moment, and we will, if he doesn't come back in our lifetime, we can say, to me, to live is Christ. And if he takes me home, it's going to be the ultimate gain. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for this wonderful section in Philippians. Thank you for your people. What a beautiful family of God you have gathered here. Uh, It's good to be together in a midweek study and to consider some of the most profound verses in, in our Bible and to be able to anchor them Uh, in our hope, Lord, to us to live as Christ and to die as gain. But there's something in between there, Lord, and and it's come out in the study. And that is Paul's love for the church. His love for the church certainly was inspired by your love for your bride. And Jesus, you said that people would know that we belong to you by our love, one for another. And That's what we see here. We see a man so 
filled with love for God's people, that he would forestall the glories of heaven and seeing Christ and say, Lord, when you get me out of this prison, I will go back and minister to these people in this city that you led me to, to start a church. Uh, amazing love, Lord. That, that's what you've done in our hearts. That's how you've changed our priorities. That's how you've taught us what it really means to live and to be able to, to have the biggest questions of this life answered and the life to come. So, Lord, would you encourage your people tonight Uh, Whatever they're going through personally, whatever challenges, I pray for fresh provision from heaven. I pray for a chorus of beauty, of power to come down and to fill them by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray that a, a fresh vision for their own personal life would emerge. I pray that fruit would abound to your glory. And I pray that you would help us as we have breath in our lungs to continue to minister and use our gifts for your glory, for the extension of your kingdom, and for the encouragement of your people. Now tonight, as you just take a little Selah moment, just keep your head and heart bowed. Have you met Jesus? Can you say, for me to live is Christ? I hope you can. I I know most of you say that, but if you're not sure you've answered that question, that's that's really what you got to start with. For me, to me, to live is Christ. And right there, he will meet you. Just say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry that I've tried to live without you. I'm sorry that I've, you know, put me, myself, and I before you and the ways of the world and all of those things. Lord, forgive me. I I repent of my sin and I trust you as my Lord and my Savior. Be my life. Be my God. Be my King. If you're a prodigal and you've been wandering from the Lord and maybe you've just been kind of missing the mark and you would say, man, I, I, if I filled in that blank, I'd have 10 things before God. Well, it's always, there's always the, the opportunity to get things back in order. And you can do business with the Lord on that, along those lines. And, and for all of you who are, are beloved saints in Christ Jesus. May you be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that not one thing that you do for him is ever in vain. May your life be a theater for his glory, a chorus for the songs of heaven. And may he sustain you with a willing spirit. May he bless you to overflowing. May his beautiful face shine upon you. And may he give you peace and strength for the days ahead as you seek to occupy until he comes. You've been listening to For To Me, To Live As Christ, part three on Walk In Truth. And that's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 1, 19 through 26. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk in Truth is on the Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, and many more. So you can subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teaching in more books of the Bible. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word.
Hey, if you're outside of the Southern California area and you say, I can't drive to Living Truth Christian Fellowship, uh, we get it. So find a good, healthy church in your area. You may say, how do I find a good Bible teaching church? Similar maybe to the approach that you're hearing on this broadcast. Well, probably the best thing to do is do a little search in your area and listen to some of the sermons from the Sunday mornings. I think just about every church has their sermons up on their site. So maybe before you go, listen to three or four, see if they're you know, doing uh, more in-depth Bible teaching and check it out and get involved. Being a solo Christian just doesn't work, man. You got to be part of the body. So get plugged in. I know some of you have physical reasons why you can't, and we pray that you are being blessed by radio ministry and the like. But if you can, if you're able-bodied and you can be plugged in and serve, please be part of the church. And I and I do want to say to our friends that you know you, you got so much going on on the weekend, man. Um, you know you're sending a message about your priorities when you're not in church. I just I just have to be blunt. So you may want to take a look at your schedule and and see what kind of message you're sending to the ones that. You're supposed to be example about uh, in terms of the kingdom of God. Think about that. And um, I pray the Lord will show you the way in discerning what is best. All right. Lord willing, we'll see you right here tomorrow. And please remember that Walk in Truth is a listener supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station. We can provide the podcast for free and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. So please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 1, 27 through 30, called Making Sense of Suffering. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.